for tuning in to Daters Gonna Date. This is your favorite Irish dating podcast where we talk ghosting, puff, bumble, tinder, bad dates, good dates, and everything in between. Stay tuned for laughs, some tears, and definitely some good stories. Welcome to another episode of Dater's Gonna Date with me, Roisin. And me, Nicola. How are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) It's been a strange start to the, uh, what we were all hoping would be a really great, fresh new year, right? Um, Yeah, well, I think I've mentally prepared myself for this, so that's why it's not a shock. I think I even said it in an episode. I was like, oh, when we're in lockdown in January. So mentally, I'm like, yeah, I knew this was coming. Yeah, I think, look, we could all, I would have predicted it, but it's just the, uh, it's just that I think we don't know at this point when it'll be over. I mean, I know they're saying it's going to be such a date, but, we kind of know it's it's not going to be that it's, date, is it? No, no. And welcome, Roshan, because in a few days you're going to be celebrating birthday in lockdown club. What, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, because I'm so smug that I got away with it last year. I was one of the one of our last friends, for your sister, who got to actually have a birthday before everything went to shit. And now... I'm getting no birthday and I, p- people who know me know this about me, but I don't, I love birthdays. So I always like to celebrate my birthday, even though it's in fucking January and January is miserable. That's always why I like celebrating because January's bad enough, guys. Let's go out and have some drinks and have a bit of crack. And now I can't even, and my birthday's on a Friday. <laughs> it's on the perfect day to go for after work pints. And it's just yeah. so unfair. That that middle age in the, in the 30s when you're nearing more towards 40 than you are 30 anymore. So yeah, raging. Absolutely yeah. raging. Mine mine um, was a Friday as well and then Stephen's day was a Saturday and I was like, oh, these are all such good days to be going out if it was like reality. But sure, look at your birthday next year, potentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going. To, I'm like literally getting on a plane to Vegas, and like just whatever. I'm going to wrap the gaff. Unreal. I mean, we're we're going to do a full separate episode and hinge. I think so. I don't want to talk updates on that because we had such a reaction on Instagram. I mean, I think it needs a full dedicated episode on its own. Does that mean that I have to re-download it again? <laughs> Yeah, go on, go on. I still have it. I mean, I'm I'm mooching onto it every now and again, but uh, there's definitely been a few characters I'm kind of looking. It's going to be some interesting chat, and a lot of stuff came in from from people on the Insta page. So, I'm, like, I'm curious to uh, to to know your feelings, for you to hear mine. But that that's going to be a whole other a whole other thing. And we are doing another episode that we're going to, we won't give too much away, but let's just say we're leaving our love lives in the hands of the gods or the cards or something (laughs) powerful. (laughs) And then we're also going to be joining um, our good friend, Mairead, who was on episode 14, I think it was, who runs Love HQ. 
She is actually holding a dating masterclass and she asked myself and Nicola would we pop on and that's starting from well today because when this episode goes on goes out it'll be Wednesday so Wednesday evening at 6.30 so if anybody else wants to join us yeah and getting some dating tips from the lovely parade please fucking help us Jesus Christ um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> If she could do episode one where it's like opening lines on Bumble or like um, what to say on Hinge, stuff like that, that would be really helpful. Yeah, that'd be be good. So that's right at 6.30 on Wednesday evening. So if anybody else is listening or is interested, check out Marade's page or LoveHQ or uh, LoveHQ.ie. There's a place to sign in, book in there. Um, I'll let you, we'll let you know how we get on with it all. Can't do any harm anyway, can it? Well, look, what else are we doing? You know, what else are we doing? <laughs> very, very, very true. Just, um... And we're kicking off this year with our very first, because obviously it's our first episode 2021. Um, and we decided to yeah. come in with a bang. We wanted to get someone who yeah. our listeners love. Mm-hmm. And someone who is well known and has some good stories. Yep. And... I'm like, like a sort of fan girling a little bit because I'm I'm a big fan um, of this person. You may have heard of a little podcast called Bandwagons. Um, so we got to chat to Breed, and oh, we just had gas crack with her. She was she was brilliant. Um, we had the lulls. Yeah, we did. And we have to mention that um, we recorded this just before Christmas, Christmas weeks when things were still open. So when you might hear a mention of people going for dinner, we weren't secretly breaking into any restaurants or there's not some sort of influence in podcast restaurant that we're allowed to go to. This was done pre-Christmas. So uh, you could hear us. We probably sound thinner than we are right now. Yeah, we probably sound a bit more upbeat as well. (laughs) Yeah, we were, we were safe in the knowledge that the pubs and everything were still open and we were like, we're going to do all of this. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> no, but it was great. I really appreciate Breed taking some time out because she's obviously super busy with her own podcasts and her own work, etc. Um, so it was brilliant to have a chat. So you'll hear it all. We talk first dates, which Breed has done on uh, multiple occasions, um, dating sites and the whole lot. So we really hope you enjoy this episode. And hopefully we'll have a couple more, maybe single, you know, gals or guys, influencers, bloggers, podcasters coming on soon. Yes. And if the people, the lovely people at Token listen to this episode and think, my good God, those girls are brilliant. We do accept when restaurants are open, free vegan chickens. So just let me know about that. You'll understand when you hear. Doesn't need to be vegan for me. I, I, I'll take all the <laughs> This is Breed from Bandwagons chatting with Dare's Gonna Date and hope you enjoy Hi, welcome to another episode of Dana's Gonna Date. Uh, we have a very, very special guest with us today. She is one half of Bandwagons. It's Breed Brown. Hi, Breed. How are you? Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much Yay! for coming on. <laughs> uh, Nicola put a shout out on Instagram there a few weeks ago 
basically asking, you know, our followers, like other single podcasters that they'd love to hear on our podcast. And your name came up a couple of times. And when we mentioned you, you were like, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. Yeah, because <laughs> that of people know me as the single one from Bandwagons. <laughs> but I was like, give the people what they want, you know. Give the guys what they want. I actually thought, I mean, I listened to Bandwagons and I'd heard your episode about <laughs> first dates and everything, but I don't know why. I just, I didn't realize you were, you were single. Uh, yeah, obviously you're just such a ride uh, breed I just <laughs> you were taken um, just in case anybody doesn't know you or isn't familiar with bandwagons uh, why don't you just tell us just a little bit about yourself yeah, so I do a podcast with my best friend from college, Fanula J, and uh, it's been going for two years now. And it's a pop culture podcast. And we like to say it's a, a podcast talking about things that other people are talking about. So um, we pick a topic that everyone's kind of buzzing about and give you a nice synopsis. So you're well clued in for those like water cooler chats. And you have like just a brief overview of why people are talking about it. And you are, are you single long yourself or? My whole 26 years. <laughs> it helps at all. I was single until I was 29 years of age before I had my first boyfriend. So Yeah, it's a weird one. Like I, I, I blame it on a lot of things. I blame it on like the secondary school I went to and then like just like wanting to be single in college and then now the lockdown and stuff. But I don't know, it's just kind of, just not a really a relationship kind of person. Or yet, anyway. <laughs> I was more of an awkward fucker. That was more of my, <laughs> my issue. I can account so, for that. No one <laughs> you can confirm that I am just just awful. Um, I know you were talking before, uh, you've talked on your podcast, but I know Nicola has done this as well. You did the background dating for first dates. Isn't that right? Yeah, I, I was a bit of a loser. I did it twice. And then this year I actually worked on it because I work in television. So uh, I've I've been around the first date set three times <laughs> just trying to scope it out, <laughs> seeing if I can pick off the leftovers. Yeah, no, it was good crack. It came up. They replayed my episode there last week from, I think, two years ago. And all my family kept ringing my mom being like, Breed's on a date in the telly. And, oh, yeah. God. You obviously had a much better um, date than I did that you decided to go back a second time. Mine was so horrific that like ran from the Gibson, like ran literally oh, God. through the car park, being like, bye. Gone. What did he do? You had a better experience than me. What did he do that was so bad? Like, well, first of all, he was so boring. Like, he was just so boring. And then he kept starting arguments with me over, like, he was real, like, condescending. One of the arguments he started with me was whether or not Monaghan was in the north of Ireland. And I was like, well, I'm from near there, so I do know. And he's like, oh, we'll have to agree to disagree, but I am right here. I was like, ah, God. Some lads just think that's flirting, though, the whole negging thing. I don't get it. Yeah, I think he was just trying to piss you off, Nicola. He was just trying to do it on purpose. He, well, look, at I, I did the whole thing at the end. I don't know if you did this breach where it's like, you know, obviously on first dates, on the main daters, they do kind of put an emphasis on who pays. But he was like, I'll pay and you can get the next drink. I was like, no, 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 we'll both pay. There'll be no next drink. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let this end here. Uh, no, the first guy I was on background dating with, he was really nice, but like so, so, so nervous. I hadn't been on many dates at the time either. I was only like 20, I think. 
and he came in and he was like shaking and could barely like speak oh. and I felt really bad from then so I kind of like I got confident because like one of us needed to and like one of us needed yeah. to steer it a bit and we ended up having a really nice time but I just he looked so like my dad as a teenager oh god it was yeah it wasn't like he was but he was so nice we had a really nice oh chat god. and where did we did we go? I think we went out because we'd met people in the great or in the holding room before. So I think we went out for drinks with like other daters as like a group. Um, and then he was like really nice, and he was like, "I'd love to see you again." And I was like, "Oh yeah," and just kind of brushed him off. And then I spoke about it on bandwagons this year, and he actually reached out to me on Facebook and was like, "Hi, Bree, don't know if you remember me." I'm the boy you went on the date with. He was like, um, I actually came out like last year and he's oh like really God. happy. Yeah. So I was delighted for him. So, yeah. That didn't that happen with all your dates, did they? Did uh, so not, not all of them, but too many. No. And then the second time he was, he was fine. He just wasn't like my type. He was very much like, like, I think I remember him saying, oh yeah, three nights in coppers this week. Sure. You know yourself. And I was like, I really can't say I do. <laughs> I, I, do you know, he just, I don't know. I don't know. He, he was just not the kind of lad I was looking for. Yeah. But I went with my housemate that time and they sat us beside each other. Yeah. Um, so we were literally like on a double date and that was class. They probably don't put in as much, like if you're a background dater, they're probably not going to put as much effort into the matching process. Yeah, I really don't think they do. Just knowing the people that have done the matching up before and... Yeah, I don't think they really, I think all I seem to have in common with my two lads was like, actually, I, I don't even remember what it was. Mine they were was tall, maybe. It's yeah. Like the age bracket was the same. That was about yeah. it. And then Fanula has done it as well before. And literally all they had in common were, was that they were both from Cork, I think. And then he, the guy she was like on the background day was emigrating and everything. And she was like, right, well, this is going nowhere. <laughs> well, because they're from Cork, we're the perfect match. Yeah. Meant to be. I can only exclusively date people from Cork. That's all. Yeah. And he's I, leaving the country. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I worked on it this year. I was like one of the holding room people. So oh, um, okay. that was that was class because I got to, they obviously didn't have background daters and holding rooms the same way they would normally because they had to reduce numbers this year. So it was just main daters and people would come in and they tell you their, their story and their history and what they were looking for. And we wouldn't know anything about their matches either because they'd be in a different holding room. So ah, that, was, okay. that was really nice. I got so invested in everyone and I was like running up to producers being like, how did this girl go and how did that Aren't go? And brilliant to hear what happened then. Yeah, like, I won't find out now to like the show airs really. Ah, okay. All right. Would you recommend it then for, for people, if anybody was listening and they're considering, would you say like go for it? Absolutely. I think it's a safe, it's a nice safe date. I know the whole people are really put off by the, like the chance that you might appear in the background on the television and that's like that can turn people off and um which is absolutely fine I get that but if you're not put off by that it's actually a really nice safe space to go on a date that like that you can get away like with no strings attached and there's no expectation to go anywhere with them after unless you're 100% comfortable yeah and they the production team are like really like strict on don't give anyone your number you don't want and don't like go anywhere you don't don't have to do anything there's no obligation it's just fun and dinner Oh, that's I actually good. had the best um, experience with one of the girls in the holding room, one of the production team when I went. She messaged me afterwards and said, listen, Nicola, um, I don't know what his name, I can't remember now. Let's say it was John. John um, wanted to give you his number, but I'm going to take from the fact that you didn't give it to him that you don't want him to. So if you want, I couldn't reach you. <laughs> yes, Queen, I love this. Yeah, you have to be sent. Girls, yeah, back in and girls. those holding rooms 
the years I was on on or in them, it was honestly like being on a hen party. Like that was the best part of the day. You just met all these other gals who were up for a few glasses of wine and telling like shit horror stories about dates and stuff. It was really good crack. I remember that there was games and stuff and it was like, name your worst date and stuff like this. And I would be thinking mine is bad. And then someone would say something that's a horror. And you're like, okay, I feel better. Yeah, no, I definitely recommend it. I feel left out now. I feel like I should I should do it now and be a background dater. Well, they probably don't, as you said, not doing the background dates now. I'll just Next stand year. outside the Gibson waiting for somebody to come along who had a shit date and I'll be like, what about me? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the guy I went on the date with Roshi and he's on Bumble. So if you want, I could just send you his uh, details. No, you're you're absolutely fine. I, th- I think I'll be fine. I'll, I'll, I'll do without. Have you kind of done any of the Zoom dating or the distance dating this year breed or have you just been like no fuck this I've kind of come full circle with it all like at the start of lockdown one it was like a free for all like everyone was getting into like texting situationships and all this and <laughs> everyone every boy I'd ever made contact with eye contact with it was like getting on to me being like what are you doing how's your lockdown just I purely had a loneliness or I don't know what it was and then I matched a boy on Hinge and we were chatting a bit and I was like, this is going to go like, I can't do the texting indefinitely. Like I need to know, I need to see you face to face to know yeah. where, like if, if I actually am even attracted to you, like aside from this. So we did like a FaceTime date and he was really put off by it. He, like he didn't want to do it at all. And I kind of bullied him into it. <laughs> and uh, he came on and his internet was really bad and he was really nervous and he held the phone like pretty much in his lap the whole time. And it was just awful. Like it was so bad. And uh, I did it for probably 40 minutes. And then I was like, oh, I have to go. My housemates are waiting for me to start a movie. <laughs> like, the poor boy. Nice. Yeah. But you can't, you can't get into stuck into texting people indefinitely when you don't know when all this is going to lift and when you can actually do things. No, totally. Like I, Nicola would know I'm a devil for like constantly texting at the very, very start of lockdown. I ended up matching on, well, I think it was Bumble, a guy who lived in Kerry, but he was in Dublin Airport, coming through Dublin Airport when we matched. And we talked for about 12 weeks, but he lived in Kerry and I was up here. We were locked down. And eventually I was just like, look, I'm deleting this app. Like, you can have my number, but sure, I never heard from him. But it's like, yeah. this is my 12-week texter. Like, but I wasn't giving anybody else really a lot of time because I was talking to him so much but you know you sometimes whatever way you can safely meet people uh like it's just easier if you do so just get it over with i suppose yeah and sometimes all you want is someone to text just kind of distract you from yeah. like not being able to go out and socialize and stuff and it's nice to have someone there to snapchat or i don't snapchat why did i say that um uh, or like text or whatever but uh, if you're looking for something more, I think you just need to have something more than texting at the very beginning. If you've met somebody, you know, in March or match with them and you're like, we'll meet up when the pandemic's over and you're still texting them. You still haven't met him. And then you meet him and he's like, his pictures are all old or he's a catfish yeah. or, or he you just know, can't, a- can't talk the same way in real life. Or I always find the boys I match with and like get chatting to online are really good talkers online but when you meet them in person they're like so over the top and really loud and really like in your face and I'm like this is why we matched online because they were like they're so like I don't know what the word is like wait over bubbly yeah, too much <laughs> yeah. too much like yeah I have one guy he just started like reciting his best man speech from his brother's wedding out of nowhere I was like please stop was it Tom from the I wish <laughs> 
<laughs> that would have been dreamy. <laughs> so and why did he just was like, so hey there, Breed? Maybe not the word wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Oxford Dictionaries <laughs> defines wedding as no. He uh, he was just a talker, and I'm a talker, so I think that we don't really like one of us needs to be more of a listener I feel like you need someone for the space for the silence to let something filter through yeah and he was he just kept talking he was like oh he was talking about his family he was like I'm really close to my brother I was like best man at his wedding and like he was like I wrote this really funny speech and then he was like oh there was this really funny line and then just started like reciting it all in one big burst and I was sitting there like is this what I sound like to other people <laughs> <laughs> yes yes yeah probably um, I know you mentioned Tinge there uh, me, me and Nicola have just started Hinge there a while ago and we're, we're going to do a full podcast deep dive on Hinge there's many mixed I, I deleted it. it oh no <laughs> um, but I'm just wondering do you have an app that you love or hate or any preference I, yeah I don't tend to use Tinder I've kind of deleted it and never miss it and I only really get it back if I know someone is only on that and I just want to creep to see if I can find them. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad that's not just me. Yeah, if I like, if someone mentions it in passing that they're only on Tinder, I'm like, right, well, now I need to see what your profile looks like. Um, Setting the parameters to their age. Yeah, or how far away they are from me. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, Bumble, I hate. I just can't get any, like, I think I'm a bad opener for conversations. I really can't grasp, like, how you strike up funny conversations without sounding like a weirdo yeah it's hard it's really hard it's really hard so I'm I'm firmly on the hinge wagon but like having said that I, I'm not really using any of them at the minute because what is the point yeah yeah it's a weird time well I'm not on any of them at the minute but I, I do go through phases of uh, tinder because I feel like more lads are on that and I'll kind of I'll hear of a success story and I'll be like that'll be me and yeah. then three days on it I'm like no it won't get off it I think the hinge concept is good but I I feel like the pool in Ireland just might be kind of small because like some people that message us about hinge were saying like when they lived abroad in the UK or whatever it was deadly because there was obviously loads of people but when they came back home they just found it like the same men <laughs> swapping on again and again but um, I don't know like I I, I kind of like Bumble but yeah like the opening thing is is hard and I'm like a certified gobshite nerd so like I I'm terrible one of my friends was like just send a gif just send a funny gif and I was just like and I was stressing over what <laughs> to send and I was like this is worse this is worse does it work because I find if I go like hey Stephen or whatever their name is I get nothing I get absolutely squat like sometimes got a hit sometimes it didn't I, the only reason I think it works for my friend is because she's an absolute lash and that's the only reason but like, yeah that helps they went back to that stunner um, I'm not sure if it works for, for, for the lower down plebs but um I don't know. It, it's hard to, I mean, I do, Bumble did give me a, like a more of an eye-opening of how difficult lads must have it to like open up a chat with a girl. But I will never just say like, hey, how are you to a guy? Because I would yeah. hate that in return. So I always try to like, like say something about their profile or photo or like something. Yeah. I'm constantly changing my bio as well because I think something is re I say something in conversation and I'm like, that'll be such a funny bio. And then I put it in and it looks so weird out of context. Like I think mine at the minute is like, have you ever seen Pirates of the Caribbean? And it's like not it makes no sense. <laughs> I don't even like Pirates of the Caribbean that much. <laughs> 
like, big Pirates of the Caribbean fan, isn't it? Yeah, and then the, before that, it was another Pirates of the Caribbean one. It was because <laughs> it was you best start believing in ghost stories, which I thought was funny. But it, no. it is funny, but it's like when I don't know, like it, for myself, it's like when I say a Simpsons quote to somebody who doesn't watch The Simpsons, and they're just like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Like, I had um, the quote, you know, from Father Ted um, about Father Romeo Sensini, you know, when he needs two nuns to lift him out of a chair or whatever it is. That was mine for a while. But I kept getting like all these foreign lads and be like, you know, why do you need a nun? (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Never mind. Generally, mine is just like, does anybody want to go in on a mortgage? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Or I, I used to actually, this is bad, but when I get really giddy, sometimes I used to write to people and go, do you want to go halves on a baby? And that did not work. That doesn't work either. I wouldn't recommend it. I actually text a guy that I used to be with there when I was drunk, maybe some point during lockdown one, I think. And he lives in New Zealand. And I said to him, I was like, listen, I don't actually want to be with you, but I need a baby. So when you're home at Christmas, could you just sort me out and then like not speak to me again? <laughs> and then, you know, you're drunk and you forget about it. And plus he was sober because it was 13 hours later in, in New Zealand. And I woke up and I was like, oh no, I've pimped myself out for a baby. You but did you say yes? Yeah. <laughs> he, said, he said, ha ha, you're gas. <laughs> I was like, no, no. <laughs> Dead serious. That's a that's a, I'm like that's, I'm serious. That's a very polite just, no. Just one night. That's all I need. <laughs> I think I could get him again if I just didn't mention the baby thing and just then was like, hey, when he's home, and just you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's out there now. So if he goes for it the next time, you'll know he's up for it. Yeah, exactly. He's aware. He's I hope aware. he's listening. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> Do you find breach that people are like recognizing you like in terms of lads? Do they recognize you from the uh, podcast and stuff? No, um, no. We had. I did go on that same boy I went on the date with that burst into the wedding speech. Um, I've he's come up since, and I told that that story on the podcast, and he has put it in his bio now. That oh my god! My one of my dates was featured on a podcast, and every time it pops up, I get really annoyed because I'm like, it wasn't like it wasn't a redeeming story about you. Like you don't come across well in it, so I don't yeah. know why you have this on your profile. Uh, the dads I've dated this year, there is no redeeming stories about most of them. So I hope none of them are. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is a frame of reference because uh, they've been pretty woeful. Now, I'm not gonna lie. Oh god! Oh no! Like I bet you. Because you were saying he's such a talker. He's probably like, yeah, I was just on a podcast. And then he recites the wedding speech directly afterwards. Yeah. And actually, that wasn't even the story. The story was that I got up. He brought me to a vintage cocktail club and I got up and went to the bathroom. Like we'd been there a few hours. We'd racked up like quite a bill. But I was like, I don't want to see this guy again. So I had every intention of paying. So I went to the bathroom and I came back and I was like, will we get the bill? And he was like, that's oh, fine. I paid for it. And I got immediately annoyed, like so annoyed because I was like, now he's going to expect me to go somewhere else yeah. or to see me again. And he hasn't even given me the option to like opt out at this point. Yeah. And that was like my whole point that I was making on the podcast because I just didn't think it was, I was like, I don't expect anything to be paid for, for me in any situation. So I'd like the option. Yeah, and especially if you're just not feeling it, I just feel bad, like, making someone pay for the whole thing when you know in your mind, like, oh, I'd never want to see this person again. I'd have to split it and just be, like, not feel guilty about it. Yeah, and it was so it was expensive as well because it's really dear in there. 
And that made it worse. Like if it had been like a pint of Guinness, I would have been like, yeah, fine, he'll get over it. But <laughs> he's like, I spent 200 euro on this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she goes and yeah, and tells the nation about it. Oh God, I do like the idea of a guy paying, but only like or even suggesting pain but like I think it, as you say it should be given you should be given the option because if you need a get out clause like that guy that I did the first dates with, you want to be able to say no, no, where's my money? Bye now. Yeah. Yeah, they need to say it like in a way that like if you're feeling it and they go, listen, I'd love to pay for this. And you're kind of like, yeah, let's go somewhere else. Absolutely. And it's it's nice. But yeah. uh, you need you need to have that get out. You can't be owing anyone anything these days. I'm surprised no one recognizes you or recognizes even when they meet you or talk to you, your voice. I thought you would have been like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, I, I totally am. And then I've gone through. Like, I tend to not go. I think this is my problem as well. I will not go on dates from dating apps unless I have kind of crossed paths with them somewhere else in life before I have like massive like trust issues with people being catfishes or like <laughs> just not being what they look like or not what they sound like so I've only really gone on like maybe three blind dates from dating apps and the rest are all people that are like friends of friends that I've met at house parties before or a lad that I was in college with like years ago or yeah something like that uh, um, so that kind of takes it all out of it because they we generally kind of already know each other a bit. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's a safer way, so I was looking at it. Yeah, true, safer. You always have a link back to report if they do in the dodge. Yeah, or like you kind of know, like if they're friends with your friend's boyfriend or whatever, you're kind of like, well, they have to be a, at least a little bit sound to be like in the same kind of wide circle. Yeah, true. Yeah, well, I did think that until Roshan will know this, we went to Electric Picnic a few years ago and we were, um, it was a Saturday, so it was quite early and we were up in one of the, uh, it was really sunny. My friend came up and he was like, do you mind getting me into this area or whatever? I'm bringing some of my friends. And I was like, are any of them single? And he was like, yeah. So I was like, right, come up, meet the girls, whatever. So we're chatting away and all my fr- girlfriends are like, oh, that guy, I'm going to call him Jim. Jim is really good looking. Like what he's, a, he was like a teacher or something. So he did a good job. He was like really nice, really sound. And, my, and I was saying it back to my friend and he was like, um, yeah, no, I don't think you're going to be interested. I was like, no, he seems really nice. Like, you just don't want me to be with your friend or what's the crack? And he was like, no, just, and he, he wouldn't say anything. And then his friend launched, <laughs> the, the good looking Jim launched into a massive, um, massive speech about why he was against re- repeal. Oh God. There with our repeal badges on, just being like, oh, wow. All right. Well, you've lost a lot of <laughs> the reason why he was single. It was so funny. It was like a massive like women in heat and then suddenly being like, oh, no, no, no. Bye. Tides turned very swiftly. And it was funny because I saw someone on Hinge the other day and it was like repealers and leftist swipe away. And I was like, why are you even on this, sir? Nobody wants you here. Go away with your right wing madness yeah I find people are so strange as well the way that in their bios they'll have like don't swipe right unless you love the gym or like don't do like don't match with me if you're not going to write back and it's like yeah. you're being negative from the off and I'm it's not the vibes are not good no no, no. me and Nick I've talked about this before like I I really hate like guys who have in their bios like you've got to be natural like don't like girls cake to makeup like I'm, I'm a complete makeup junkie and I just I'm like oh yeah you want someone who's natural but your image in your head of a natural woman is probably like Kim Kardashian yeah her fake eyelashes, yeah. her lips done and her 
multiple surgeries, you know? Yeah, they don't know what natural means really, like. No. Oh God, if they knew what natural is, like we all know the next morning, like on a Sunday morning or something, and you're like, oh God, I can't show this face in public or to this lad. And you have to like pinch your cheeks at least to get them a bit red or whatever. If they knew <laughs> the natural look. We'd never get a date. <laughs> I'm not getting it with the makeup, so I'm not getting it without the, na- with the natural look, I'm telling you. So we might as well go to the lowest of lows, breed bad, worst, horrible dates. Hit us. Oh you. God, I have so many. I'm like the queen of ignoring red flags. Um, <laughs> let me try to remember some. Um, so there was one guy I'd matched with on Bumble. This is a good few years ago, and he was gorgeous. He looked like Sean Mendes, like at the time, beautiful, exactly what I was looking for. Um, tall, dark, and handsome, and matched him like on the Monday and he was like chatted like really briefly for a couple of hours, and he was like, "Listen, I'm not really into this." Um, like date nap thing do you want to just go for coffee and see if we click and I was like I love this yeah man who knows what he wants so that's fine and then the, like literally on the Saturday we went for coffee and he forgot his wallet and oh. so he didn't have his wallet at coffee which I was like that's fine that happens Um, and we had literally I found him on Facebook and he, we had one mutual friend and I asked him about her and I was like oh how do you know this girl and he was like oh yeah she's just like a friend from years ago or whatever so that was fine and I went home the vibes were weird so I text the girl who I didn't know that well and I was like listen this is really strange but um, I just went on a date with I think one of your friends and I just wanted to see like what's he like or is he is he sound and she wrote back and she was like are you taking the piss he broke up with my best friend on Tuesday <gasps> and he asked me out on the Wednesday <gasps> yeah so oh. she was like, stay away oh from him. God. He's a bad man. Oh. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Went on two more dates with him. <laughs> oh, my God. No way. No way. Yeah. No. Yeah, he was really good. <laughs> Take it. It went really well after that with those next couple of dates. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to remember what we did. Did he forget his wallet again? The third, the third, no, but he was like not very flahulak with paying for things either. Like, so it was kind of a red flag or like, I don't know. Yeah, he was a bit tight and he was an accountant. So I was like, come on. Yeah, what did he do? I can't remember the second date, but the third, oh, the second date, I was like, it was around Christmas time. I was like, I just want to, I just love to go and like see the Christmas lights in town. Um, And he really wanted to cook me dinner in his apartment. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I don't know you. Um, so we went in and he brought me to buy his Christmas clothes with him. <laughs> and like, he was like, brought me into a shop. I didn't know this was happening. He brought me into a shop and like just started trying things on, being like, what do you think of this? I was like, this is so weird. And then the third date. <laughs> oh my God, he absolutely went again. I know, it was bad. He the was an absolute ride. He was. Um, the third date, we went to the International Comedy Club and saw like just a Wednesday night stand up and he was like mad to sit up the front and I was like absolutely not and it was just really really awkward because I think he was so used to having been in a relationship for years and I was like so far away from that that he was like ready to jump straight back in and doing like really girlfriendy things and very like touchy-feely and I was like no you have like you have not warmed me up at all here like I don't I didn't know him you know 
That's a lot. That's a lot. That, that, that like reminds of me and Nicola's mutual friend who a fella took her to Tesco's for him to do his shopping. Oh, I kind of <laughs> love that. But only after like maybe four dates. Yeah, you want to be a little bit a little bit further in, maybe not first date. Yeah. Uh, even if you're going to Tesco's to shop to cook together or something. Like yeah. That. <laughs> like, Just for him. Grab a few bits. Sorry. <laughs> One sec. Um, that's pretty horrendous. Um, did you at least get a decent shift out of it? I did, I think. I, I'm sure I did after three dates. <laughs> I remember we just came out of the, the the comedy club and like walked out into Dame Street and just kind of like half hugged each other and walked the opposite way. And we like lived, we could have shared a taxi home, like we lived very close to each other. We walked opposite ways and never spoke again. <laughs> you just, you, just, be, man. you just knew it. Yeah, it was Census, This is over. Yeah. Yeah. I would be petrified to sit at the front of the international on a date because a good few years ago, my my sister was there. Um, I think on a date of her own, but they'd been on a few. But you could, you know, the way you can tell when people are on their first dates or their seconds, it's quite obvious that they're not, you know, a couple. And she said there was a girl and guy sitting in front, and whoever was up doing the set, and the girl got up and obviously went to go to the bathroom. And when she closed the door, the comedian was like, if she's not back in three minutes, she's doing a shit. Aww. And then started a countdown timer. And then she returned, like my sister said, it was probably five minutes later. And like the whole place erupted and was just like laughing. That's so her. mean. And I was like, I'd be abs- a first date or a potentially second date. You'd be fucking mortified. Whatever if it was your fella, you know, you could, you know, laugh that stuff off. But... No, dear God. I, no, I could never. I would die. I would die. All those random strangers counting down along you're in the toilet. Oh, no, 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 no. I yeah, would literally that's so die. mean. No, I actually just remembered that both the second and third date were in town. So that was the same de- same night. They were both the third date. The second date, you're going to love this. We went to Token yeah. in Smithfield and yeah. we got food and like played games and stuff and it was really good. And then he went up to go to the bathroom like before we left and then he came back and I went to the bathroom and came back and he'd like had the stuff ready to go and I just like assumed he'd paid so we like left token or whatever we were walking down the street and I, I was like oh thanks so much for that it was really nice and he was like I didn't pay and I was like what do you mean you didn't pay and I was like well I didn't pay I assumed you paid we both assumed the other had paid while we were in the bathroom um, and he was just like I thought it was hilarious I was like oh let's let's do a legger because <laughs> we were too far gone it would have been embarrassing so he was like no no this is not funny at all and he marched me back into token and he made me pay he was like you thought this was so funny he was like you can pay for it now that was sick yeah it was only token oh my god stop oh, yeah I always get shafted with the bill Brie, does there a picture of you up in Token being like, make sure this woman pays? <laughs> I've gone on three <laughs> dates, three separate dates in Token. It's really bad. I would not recommend it. Oh God, I've never been. I'd, lo- I'd like oh, to go with my friend. Not for a first date. It's uh, it is. It's a nice spot. Like with all, it's all retro gaming and like tech in and all yeah. this stuff, which it is good crack. But uh, I just find it real awkward to be like, you find yourself walking around being like, what, so what do you want to play? And well, I don't mind. What do you want to play? And um, my housemate actually, she won't mind me telling this again. Um, she <laughs> went on a date to Token and she's like big into dancing. Yeah. And she, I think it was the second date and she told him this. So he like brought her up to the dance mat and was like, oh, we'll do, like you love dancing, let's do the dance mat. But they could only get it to work for one player at a time. So they had to like take turns. Oh, no. So she, oh. would, she danced and he watched and then they swapped. <laughs> oh God. 
and she got the ache then and that was it oh no oh no watching an Irish man dance yeah not the vibe (laughs) or him watching you dance like and you know you have to be so you have to concentrate so much on those machines and you're like also trying to be sexy at the same time yeah you could be the best dancer in the world but you're like it's a different skill to be able to do those dance mats those things are so hard yeah (laughs) FYI this podcast is not sponsored by Token but if they want to send us a voucher and you are more than welcome I'm quite happy with that. Their vegan chicken is amazing. So I'm quite happy with that. Come on, Token. Woo! <laughs> what do you recommend, Breach, for like a first date? Like what would be your favorite place to go if you were taking somebody on a first date? Um, where do I like to go? I like just a nice pub kind of and like anywhere that does a good Guinness. That's kind of like not too... Uh, not too uppity not too like crowded that you can still have a decent chat I'm trying to like think of bars in town now like old man old bars man like pubs, yeah and yeah. then I do love though like when lads will they'll bring, like you'll start somewhere and then they'll have the rest of the route planned they'll be like okay we're going to go here next you're going to love it I do I really respect that and it doesn't matter where they bring me but they've made the decision and I love it um, I also went on a date to the jar last year that was really nice we got like pizza and pints Oh, lucky. And it yeah. was nice and like not too rammed and yeah, it's good vibes. I think chill dates like that, like where you're not going into a like pretentious kind of place where you have to stand or like are you not going in and you have to order the duck to start with followed by the blah, 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 you know, getting a pizza or getting like chips or whatever. It makes it, it takes the pressure off, especially in the first date. Yeah, totally. And even if you like start at a pub and get a drink and then you feel like not a lot of people like to eat on a first date. I kind of don't like to eat on a first date. I'll, I'll, I'll do like the picky, yeah, picking up food yeah. and stuff. But like I just talk so much that I find I can't do both. <laughs> I can't <laughs> eat and talk. I, I don't mind people watching me, but. <laughs> I drop everything on my face and get sauce everywhere. So that's why I don't like eating on a first date. Um, but you definitely miss that kind of casual like like go for a drink and then like go on somewhere else. You just can't do that at the moment anymore. And like, I totally don't mind now because I've done a few like sober dates and stuff like that. So like, I wouldn't be afraid to do one again, but like you definitely miss, you know, I hate the term wet pub, but that wet pub, going into a wet pub, sitting maybe by a fire for the winter time and just having a pint and having a chat. Like, yeah, I really miss having that option. I actually used to love the mercantile and they've knocked that now as well, all inside. But they, uh, is it? Is it? Yeah, good? yeah, they're like, if you look in there and Healy's bar, like, is completely cleared out. Oh, no, yeah. We went out for dinner, me and Fanula and our producer last week, and we came out and it was like half 11 or 11. And we were like, this is the worst thing lockdown has taken from us. It's like the option to go somewhere else. Like we are just literally standing on the street being like, what do we do now? Oh, yeah. Well, I went for dinner on Saturday night and went to a restaurant in town. I wouldn't be big in going to restaurants, as Roshi knows. I'm kind of like, I'll go to a casual dining place, but like we book things too late. So we're like, right, we'll go here. Got a nine o'clock sitting. Paid 30 something euro for the vegetarian option of broccoli a potato. And (laughs) he kept selling it to me in a really like in a foreign accent uh, with loads of words thrown in and like Italian or whatever. And she's like, blah, 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 broccoli, blah, 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 potato. And it came out (laughs) broccoli and spuds. I was like, wow, this is well worth the money. But when we came out at the end, like it was literally kicked out at 1130 or whatever. And it was just like, oh, 
and we were just like, we were near enough to the mercantile and I was like that would have been a perfect place to go if it was the old days because the music's always good and you can stand out on the street near the stag's head and stuff for the crack and banter of people passing well I'm so sad now yeah yeah will we ever see a wet pub again oh like not probably maybe for Paddy's Day maybe oh, I just want to go and get like the shift in a pub where you don't plan it like you just go out yeah talk to somebody and then next you know you're shifting them yeah I got all strange shift you can't beat it <laughs> the next day everyone's like what was his name and you're like I'd like to say Jimmy like, what's his number and you're like no I do love the OG contact tracing though when something like that would happen or you flirt with a boy and then you have to like you all have to sit around the next day and figure out who he is and what's his background or he's brilliant at that like you could give Nicola like an one first name and like a, a brief description and she's like your one in criminal minds she's like his <laughs> favorite cereal is Rice Krispies he's got four sisters <laughs> yeah I'm like that as well I have a holiday home up in Donegal and we went up with a couple of friends one year and I ended up like dancing with one of the local boys in the pub but I didn't know him and then I remember like trying to find him the next day and like he didn't have any social media so I ended up asking like the taxi man I was like do you know that boy that was in the pub because it's like such a small village and he was like oh yeah and he told me his full name he was like he plays for the GAA team and that was enough I could go and find like find him then and I ended up like getting his Snapchat handle or something mad found him anyway <laughs> made I it work remember, I remember meeting somebody at a rugby game um, and it was like during the day we ended up sitting beside this group of lads grey crack um, chatted the whole day all I knew was his first name and he was like let's meet up later and blah 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 and all I knew was he had just moved back to Ireland from I think it was Chicago or something like that and his first name and where oh I remember from, this where he was from in Ireland the next day I could send the girls his Facebook pages Instagram <laughs> and his girlfriends because he also oh, had a girlfriend no. at the time I was like here he is now with this one but it was the FBI skills came in handy because he had my number and if he had texted me and I didn't know that he had a girlfriend um, I'm glad I just did, did, did my research yeah you did some deep diving investigation it's a talent well, you need to know now these days. The girlfriend's options, they seem to be coming up too many times, lads who are sneakily on Tinder or whatever, and their missus don't know. So it's it's a good talent to have, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's, there's definitely people pretending they're single when they're when they're definitely not. Okay, so talk bad dates. What about a good date, Breed? That's some positivity in the podcast. Can't be all bad, surely. Oh God, let me think now. See, I always think every every date is fantastic in the moment and then I wake up <laughs> the next month later and I've been on four dates with them and they're not nice people. Um, You're picking out a good day. Christmas clothes and you were like, this is the best date ever. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is so cute, he trusts me. And then it's like, no, that's so bizarre now to look back at. I don't have a specific great date in mind, but I just love when... I don't know, when you're just kind of not thinking about the time... Or like getting home or anything. It's just like all of a sudden, like five or six hours has passed. That's a really good sign on a date. And like when you're, when the nerves just go, I don't know, I'm not really explaining it well. Usually I always have drinking dates. I'd love to do a sober date and see how it goes. Um, cause yeah, I they're, like- they're, they're different, you know, like as in if you're used to doing drinking dates, like they are different, but like they, they're, Fine. I like I've had it. I've had mixed ones. Some of them great and some of them 
shocking. But I think that's just look at the draw, maybe with whoever you end up on the date with, you know. And what do you do? Do you go like, where do you just go and... I had one during the summer and I went out to Dunleary and like went to walk the pier and got like 99s and then we went in and like got coffee and sat in because you could sit in at this point because they'd ease the restrictions and then we sat in and drank coffee and talked and stuff like that and then he ended up driving me home as well and stuff like that so like what would have been in my head I thought was only going to be like maybe a, you know an hour or two hour date max because like if it was shit like obviously you'd be like okay I'm just going to go away from my dirt oh there's not one coming my direction for another hour great um, ended up being like a five hour six hour kind of date so like that was a nice one that I had the other place I always go generally go if it's an outdoor is Phoenix Park because you can go to um, they, they have a coffee shop at the hole in the wall now so you can get oh, like yeah. coffee or like they're doing like Bailey's hot chocolates or whatever at the moment so you could do that as a kind of outdoor date. It's just Phoenix Park is so busy. It's always after yeah. you like bump into someone you know. Does the walking aspect of a, a walking date not stress you out? Oh, it's um, fine. No, I, I don't know. I yeah, don't the aimless walking. I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just, I know the Phoenix Park well enough. I know how to do a loop to come back to my car. Mine <laughs> <laughs> um, would be the stress of falling on my arse. I'd be like, this is, this is, I'm going to step in dog shit and follow me Harris. And I'd be like, oh, help me up. <laughs> I suppose like, I'm not mad. I don't really drink coffee or anything. So like, like sitting in a, meeting someone in a coffee shop probably wouldn't. I'd be like, can I have a hot chocolate with marshmallows? <laughs> you know I mean, but um, I mean, they're, they're the only kind of like, inverted commas, sober dates I've done. Like I've gone to the cinema, obviously, but like a, a few dates in with somebody, like I wouldn't do that as a, as a first date but I think the thing with the sober date is if you can talk with them and get on with them sober then yeah, you'd, you'd be fine do you know what I mean like yeah probably have even more crack down with a few drinks so um but I don't know but I would ask you Bree because we are the last guest we had on Jack right he was telling us about his kind of ideal woman etc and one of the okay. ideal women was um Olivia Wilde and then she ended up breaking up her husband Basically, oh. like a week after we, we recorded the podcast. <laughs> so I'm just going to... The power of manifestation. If you want to say who your ideal man is, even if he's in a relationship, this podcast seems to create <laughs> avenues <laughs> for people to sneak in. So we should probably like, keep it a, as a celebrity, though. I don't want to name and shame people. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of a celebrity ideal man, I would have to say Joel Domit. Really? Oh, he's very funny. So funny and has gotten so good looking. Like I loved him back in his I'm a Celeb days, which he was very good looking then. Oh yeah, I just think he's gorgeous. But he is probably a bit high maintenance, the whole vegan and shakes and all this. He's very into like his protein shakes and stuff in a like bizarre way. Um, He's married to a beautiful gal named Hannah. I would hate to see them break up. <laughs> Unless it was for you. <laughs> Unless he came knocking down my door, yeah, on my rented house in yeah. Dublin. What may be coming? I don't know what happens with this podcast, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Next week, we could see it, a splash all over the papers. Breed from bad wagons create divide between Joel and Hannah. Oh my God, could you imagine? Mine is, uh, jo- I absolutely adore Jordan, um, Jordan North, who was on I'm a Celebrity. Oh and yeah. Beforehand. And I'm getting all upset with all these people who are coming in and they're like, Jordan's lovely. I'm like, I have loved him. 
much longer by about four months. But still, I've been here, okay? Been here for Jordan. Similar vibe with the curly hair and brown eyes. Yeah. And like, no, it seems like very funny and quite normal. Except, yeah. well, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be into shakes. But like the same with Joel, like they're funny and like they seem quite down to earth. Yeah. Like decent people. Roisin, on the other hand, is into like, you know, the whole girl. Hey, Captain Mark America. Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, okay. Mark Ruffalo is a great one. He is a great one. He's a, he's amazing. I, I didn't I, even know he was. <laughs> there, you don't you don't know me. You don't know my nerd life. <laughs> me out with this. Uh, but yeah, no, he he would definitely. Actually, I'm I'm mad into Chris Evans, uh, who plays or used to play Captain America. He would be like my like he's just an absolute babe. He seems like a good crack as well. Wasn't he yeah. having a bit of banter on Twitter recently? Yeah, he always kind of retweets things and, and stuff like that. And I love, there's like loads of clips of him. Like you can find them online of him like flirting with interviewers and stuff. Yeah, and they're just like, like if he looked at me the way he looks at these women, I would just fall into a puddle like on the floor. I'd be dead. <laughs> it's like wouldn't cope at all. Didn't he accidentally tweet a picture with Mickey recently? He did, yeah, he did. (laughs) He basically was showing, you know, when you do like, I think it was like, you know, when you do a screen recording on your phone to show like something else? Yeah. It was obviously in his album. It wasn't the photo he was going to show, but it was obviously beside it or something like that. And uh, in fairness now, he got a lot of, like a lot of people gave him a lot of support and were like, hey, don't share the photo. And, you know, he's got really bad anxiety. And I was like, everyone's been very sound to him. I don't remember this when the women's photos got leaked. Everybody was like, show me the nudes. Yeah, it was definitely a different tone for him. Everyone was kind of laughing with him instead of shaming him or anything like that. Totally. Yeah. They, they definitely are. When you guys said Chris Evans there, it just shows my mindset. I thought of Ginger Chris Evans and I was like, oh. really? <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> Gosh. Um, so would Joel, would that be kind of your type, like as in, like looks wise? Yeah, I think in my head, I my ideal man is like six foot three, like kind of brown ha- brown hair it's maybe curly maybe a few curls and big brown eyes now would Fanula say the same now when she's talking about guys that you would that you would be into because I always say oh I love rugby guys rugby built very funny English and my friends are like yes but what you actually go for is skinny <laughs> with a big nose who's 24 <laughs> yeah. yeah no what I actually go for is someone who's like yeah kind of a distorted version of that Three foot six, no oh, well, I'm five eleven, so I will. I can't go for anyone under six foot. Like we're basic hair midgets, so we're kind of yeah. Yeah, okay. the pick of them. My housemate's uh, like five three or five four as well, and she's like, "Oh, I won't see a lad if he's less than six foot." And I was like, "No, no, no, you'd have to leave some for the rest of us up there." That's what all tall girls always say to me because I love lads. Because I'm only five one, I love lads who are like six foot and they're basically like they can pick you up with one hand. And all the tall girls are like, no, no, everyone is tall to you, so just leave us some, yeah. okay? <laughs> yeah, and I I always get like matches of like really good looking lads and they're like five nine, and I'm like, I can't, I just can't. Like I just wouldn't feel pretty beside someone who's like a good bit shorter than me. That's awful, isn't it? Especially if you wear heels, though, as well. Yeah. It kind of, you know, it's just, it just makes it worse. Yeah, I want to feel small beside them. Small and dainty. Yeah. That's yeah. a deal breaker then for your breed. Like the height thing is kind of a deal yeah, breaker. Yeah, that, that's the number one deal breaker, I think. 
Definitely. I, I think it's like the Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes thing. You know, when you've seen them together and it just always looked like, I feel so bad saying that, but it just kind of looks weird when he's like to her shoulder and she's there in like a pair of flats because she doesn't want to wear heels because she'll be even taller. I think he used to wear platform shoes as well to like give him, you know, he'd wear those shoes with like a wedge on it to kind of give Bono him. Bono shoes. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like the extra height requirement because Nicole Kidman was much taller than him as well. Yeah. We must think have a thing for leggy ladies. My mom always says though, it's all the same when you're lying down. <laughs> Your mom says that. <laughs> yeah, all the time. She's like, you can't, beggars can't be choosers breed. It's all the same when you're lying down. <laughs> Your mom say to you like, oh, you're awful picky breed. No, she, my mom just gets fixated on uh, like boys that fancied me in secondary school. And she's like, would you ever just go back to him? Sure, he was a lovely fella. I'm just like, yeah, and he's a racist now. So <laughs> probably not. And she's like, you don't have to, like your views don't have to match up on everything. I'm like, well, there are some things though. Yeah. He's in prison. There's some things. Yeah. <laughs> My mom does the same. It's very much when you're from a small town, it's like, do you know who I saw the other day? And you're like, oh my God, I kissed him twice when I was 14 and he's been divorced and he he. It was in prison for injecting between his toes, ma'am. I think I'm okay. <laughs> I'd rather be on my own. She doesn't want that. She wants 27 grandchildren. They're not coming anytime soon. Yeah, I was literally talking to my sister today and she's 20 and mom's like, oh God, and like all her friends have boyfriends and she's like, and would they be sleeping with their boyfriends now? And she's like, well, ma'am, we are adults. Like and I was like, no, you're not. No, you're not. But I said the day she turns 21, it'll flip. Maybe not 21. Maybe the day she like finishes college, it'll flip and be like, so when am I? When am I getting those grandkids? Like, there's no in between. Are you the oldest breed in your? No, no. There's five of us, and I have an older brother. Um, so I'm second. I'm the oldest girl. There's some cushioning there for you, anyway. Oh. There's not an urgency to have a baby just yet. No, and well, he he's get he's married now. He got engaged at my age, so. I was like fighting off. My mom got engaged at like 24 or something. And I was like batting that off for a long time. I was like, times have changed. Times have changed. And then my my brother got engaged at the age I am now. So I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Even my granny, we were on the phone to my granny the other day. And you know, there was, we were talking very serious about something that's going on in the family. And it was a very serious conversation. And she goes, when are you going to give us a day out? I was like, oh, for, <laughs> you can't get married in these at uh, this, this moment in the pandemic. Only 25 people can go. Trying to use that as the excuse. Yeah. Like, yeah. My sister told her a guy that I scored when I was in uh, Africa, like what, a year and a half ago? No, year, yeah, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, and he was English and we did holiday romance very much so. And she still brings him up. And I'm like, <laughs> I haven't heard from him in about 18 months. So could you stop bringing him up, please? But no, no, every conversation. And how's that English lad, huh? And this is why you shouldn't tell family anything until serious. You need to be almost practically engaged yourself before you're like, oh, by the way, I met somebody and now you can all meet him. Yeah, my mom does. My mom isn't sure if I'm like a frigid or like riding all around me. She just can't because I tell her nothing. <laughs> like, give her absolutely nothing because she'll only hold it over me. Yeah, my mom thought I was lesbian for a good while, so you know. Oh yeah, yeah, my mom's there too. <laughs> oh yeah, when I was eighteen, my mom brought me into Eason's. We come up, from, we come up from the country for the day, and we went to Eason's on a commentary, and she brought me to the self help section, and there was a book there going, "What to do if your child is gay," and she was like, "Should I get this?" I was like. Well, well, <laughs> I've been mad into like drag race and drag and yeah, I'm the same. The gays and all, and like she just can't get her head around that like 
that's that's something a straight gal could be interested in. Yeah, my mum is always like, it wouldn't really be my cup of tea, um, but if you like it, I suppose, you know, yeah. <laughs> so things. But I often like I'm kind of I, like I feel like I'm a gay man trapped in a woman. <laughs> I love drag race and all that myself. Um, but yeah, no, I mean it's my we, my mom said it to me like I was at dinner with my mom and dad. This is years ago, and she was like, "Well, if you are, you know, it's okay." And my dad was like. Leave her alone, for God's sake. <laughs> um, well, like my mom just keeps going, you're not going to meet anyone if you keep going to the George. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but the music is so good. <laughs> but uh, look, Breed, we won't keep you for any longer because I know you're a busy, busy gal and you have a podcast of your own uh, to be sort now. But thank you so much for coming on and chatting to us and telling us your your horrific dating stories. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they were the only ones. They're just like the the best of a bad bunch, God. Yeah, you you probably have to. We'd probably have to do a. a I don't know. I think I think to say the really really bad ones, we'd have to start charging people for that content. Yeah, you definitely should. <laughs> I'd pay for that. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on. I've had great fun. No, oh, brilliant. thank you so much. Um, my face fun. hurts from laughing, so that's always a good sign. <laughs> always a good sign. So thank you so much, Breed. And uh, yeah, but thanks very much. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. 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 Bye.